Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louise. We need to Louis. talk to someone about Louise. <laughs> Welcome back to Gotta Be Done, the Bluey podcast. Kate McMahon here. Hello, Mary. Hello. Oh, Kate. Now, <laughs> How do you feel about piggybacks? Because I could go one. <laughs> Um, okay, well, piggyback, I'm very excited that we're talking about this because I made a very exciting purchase yesterday Ooh. and I bought myself a, um, an adult micro scooter um, and it's white. It's very sexy. It's so cool. <laughs> and um, Congratulations. Yeah, I honestly feel like I have a new child. And, um, you know, I'm I'm a very uncoordinated person. Most of my life has um, been sort of a Bambi-esque sort of combination of arms and legs flailing. But um, I'm really loving my scooter, man, and I feel uh-huh. I feel like this could be the turning point for me in um, being a cool scooter mom, not a regular mom. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm excited, and and I like that we're talking about piggyback because um, even though I am digging the scooting vibes, um, Will, my three year old, is. Absolutely dead set refusing to get on his scooter at the moment. Oh. And rewatching Piggyback has reminded me that maybe I can use the whole, well, Bluey and Bingo are doing it sort of um, excuse to get him back on the wheels. So, yeah. Well, that sounds like a solid approach. Um, <laughs> yeah, my first question based on this episode was going to be, can you scoot with one hand while holding Will's scooter a la Bandit this whole episode because uh, he's given up? <laughs> yeah, um, that is the only downside. More scooters mean more carrying of scooters in my experience. It's, that yeah, once, once the scooter dummy has been spat, it's hard to bring it back. But this is, as usual, a Bandit and Chili masterclass. <laughs> just left the holiday house my legs are tired i've been carrying his scooter around on my on my pram like with joe inside for about a week and a half now mm-hmm. and i need i need the hints basically to um get him back on board i think he um yeah he ran over my heels the other day and Ooh. i yeah like scooters can be a little bit like um yeah ankle nippy let's say and um yeah he ran over took took some skin off the back of my heel and the look on his little face when I actually just like had to sit down and like put a band-aid on my heel and then he was like I don't want to ride anymore and I was just like god damn (laughs) (laughs) I'm not suffering for nothing I know but then it's like it's a really hard one it's like what do you do do you tell your kid that what they did didn't hurt you or like do you just pretend I don't know anyway I'm gonna play in piggyback tomorrow and see if we can get the scooting going again <laughs> because yeah I'd totally forgotten that this was essentially the scooter episode so um yeah although it does take some great turns so for the people who haven't seen this episode um they are on holiday 
Um, and I yes. believe our friend Bluey Locations has pinpointed this to Noosa. Can I have a piggyback? Nah, you can walk yourself. We're only going up to the river and back. Oh, that's too far. It's not too far. Why do we have to walk? Why can't we just drive? Because it's good exercise. Scouted the scene, the Noosa River specifically, that they're walking along. A very lovely promenade. Pro- probably one of the easier ones to get because of that giant pelican that is a yeah. real thing, which just makes my heart so happy that you can go and see the giant pelican on Noosa River. <laughs> More big things um, after last week's hay bale yeah. conversation. <laughs> um yeah, giant pelican. Who knew? And apparently it's got a name and everything. Yeah, it's very cool. To me, uh, it looks very 80s reminiscent of, um, do you remember Sid the pelican who kind of brought us all the Australian um, kind of health advice, like the slip, slop, slap pelican is what yes. I'm trying to say. Yes. I was getting strong Sid vibes um, from this pelican in his bluey cartoonized form. Um so yeah, flashbacks. You know, good to, good to have a a public health message so front and center on the river. I suppose I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I honestly don't have the intel on this pelican. Um, I'm. Let's just go there and meet him. You know, we yeah, talked last week about how in lockdown cool. we're just planning all our future holidays. Let's here we go. Here we go. On I have, I have oh, yeah. history. So. Pe- <laughs> Pelican Pete of Nooseville oh, yeah. features in Piggyback, constructed in 1977 as a rotary project for the Festival of the Waters Parade. And it was no. originally originally named Percy the Pelican and put on a float and it could be operated by people inside the body, opening the mouth and flapping the wings. And it then resided at the Nooseville X Motel before falling into the water. <laughs> oh, and was rescued by Pelican Bowtire after being refurbished and renamed. Oh, well done, Michael Toon of um, Blue Locations. You can look him up on Instagram. That's a great little history lesson, though. Tell you what, when your legs really can't go any further, I'll give you a piggyback. Okay. There is so much to learn in this episode because it is the classic almost road trip movie. Like they just, yeah, it's uh, the little stops along the way um, in this seven-minute worth of scooting along an esplanade. Um, I think it's really appropriate we're doing it after last week's um the show and the very big message of that of if you've you know if you're going through a tough time you have the cry you pick yourself up um, and you get on with it. Um, this then gives you the how to of any kind of big problem you have. You break it into those smaller little bits. Yeah. Well, just <laughs> I don't encouraging know if a, a term for that. encouraging um, a reluctant child to go anywhere and do anything like yeah. Well, we've talked on the episode, we've talked on Got to Be Done about um, toddler distraction and the art of it. We know Bandit and Chili are the masters of distraction. And yeah, like they're playing bingo here like a fiddle um, for every (laughs) sort of dragged foot and groan of anguish that she's got to walk along this or scoot along this promenade. Um, Yeah, they've got something that in their back pocket, they can get her just another 10 metres and that's enough to build the, um, <laughs> enough to get her across the finish line. Go on, Bingo. I'll give you a turbo boost. Oh, okay. Dad has to be the finish line. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you ready? Ready. Turbo boost. 
We've talked about how some of the episodes of Bluey are like 101s on achievable games. I do feel that this is achievable games on scooters and just walking down the street sort of style as well. Um, Yeah. Where did it go for you, Meg? Because you guys do a lot of scooting and things in your neighbourhood. Yeah, look, I, I very achievable games, definitely. Almost I feel too many distractions on this walk, if anything, for mine. <laughs> you know, if you're actually, and, and of course they're on holidays, so you're not in a hurry, which is a lovely uh, place to be in. If you're ever actually trying to get somewhere, like sometimes we will scoot or ride to daycare or home again. Um, if there's ever a time pressure, you really don't want that line of itchity grubs, as Bluey says, uh, blocking your path that's going to provide, you know, probably <laughs> half an hour at best distraction. <laughs> hey Bingo, look at this. Okay. It's an itchity grub family. Oh, hello itchity grubs. They're out for a walk. Now, I haven't seen a line of those do they have a proper name, those little caterpillars? So, so Bluey says itchity grubs. She's riffing there on witchity grubs, I think, but mm. itchy grubs is what they're known as. Um in the Queensland ones, at least, are the caterpillars of the bag shelter moth I have established. Uh, Latin name. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm not even going to go there. Um, do it, Mary. Come on. You can do this. Break it down. <laughs> I guess uh, Lunifer, uh, I think, is the uh, correct uh, traditional Latin pronunciation. Um, no, I've got no idea. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I did jump on the uh, Queensland Museum advice um, or, you know, information sheet about them. I'm and the so excited that you did that. <laughs> Of course I did. Of course the first you did. Thing it said that um, children often play the game where they kind of redirect them so the leading one is behind the tail one and then they just go constantly in a circle. Oh, that's um, cruel. <laughs> which is like it's almost uh, what is that horrible movie that I will never watch? Anyway, let's not bring it up. Um uh, what is the horrible movie you will never watch? Name. Um, <laughs> the Human Centipede. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, the advice sheet also suggested maybe don't do that as um, they look furry in this episode, but the furs are actually spines and they've got, you know, a million little sort of sharp things on them and you're going to get a rash if you touch them basically. Wow. So. Um, yeah, Welcome and to Australia, and the grass has ninja stars <laughs> and the caterpillars will sting you to death. Oh, <laughs> it's a joy. It is a joy um, living in this part of the world, yeah. Yeah. Um, in primary school in Bendigo, uh, Spitfire caterpillars were very much a thing. Have yes. you come across them? Yeah. yeah were, I remember them in the tree at primary school, but um, wow, yeah, that was a that's a flashback. Yeah, like of, there was always like, you know, great rumours around the playground that someone had trained the Spitfires to attack someone else and um, <laughs> they were very much like, yeah, the, the centre of all folklore. Um, and, and they did hurt if you put your finger on them, but if you pricked them with a stick, like the stuff that they shot out of their little barbs would shoot out anyways. I remember them yeah. being weaponised at my primary school and there was uh, teachers who had to put a stop to that very quickly. Yeah, but, okay. Well, yeah, like, there you go. Being like thrown like little bombs at people, like you know, there was a group of um, yeah, year five boys that instigated that one. And I don't think that game lasted particularly long, but wow, it had some consequences. 
So itchy grubs are a real thing. Quick detour. Um, we've talked so much about how Bluey shows real scenes and real Australian wildlife as well, um, the biggest example being the creek. In the creek, um, the book that's come out, they say what the animal is that Bluey sees, you know, in her kind of close encounter moment mm. and would not have guessed this. Apparently it's a potteroo. Yes. And I was going for wallaby. What do you think? Oh, I, I was uh, – it could have been anything from a patamelon <laughs> to a wallaby in my mind. Um, yeah, but it, I was quite happy it was a pottery because um, I don't know if this is a common thing, but when I was growing up, shamefully, all I knew about were kangaroos and wallabies. And now my three-year-old is already well across the fact that there are a range of marsupials. <laughs> Um, but all sort of look a bit similar, but yeah, different, differing in size from the red kangaroo down. So I wonder how many seasons of Bluey it's going to take us to just be right across the whole marsupial family. Like there must be thousands <laughs> of them. So yeah, yeah. take it as a challenge, Ludo. I'm looking forward to learning more about uh, obscure marsupials of Australia. <laughs> so was there an obscure marsupial in this episode that jumped out at you, or well, no, but I'd never even heard of itchy grubs. So oh yeah, um, true, true, yeah. So, yeah, they're my uh, they're my wildlife for this episode. Although I have seen a bit of commentary around where do um, fairy wrens come into the bluey verse because um, fairy wrens are front and center in the new coloring book and also mm. on some of the um, clothing. And I can't place a fairy wren in any bluey episodes. Um, Willy Wagtails definitely. Yeah, in, wagon um, ride. Wagon ride. Yeah. Yeah. But, Blue wrens and fairy wrens are very, I feel like, on trend in Australia at the moment. The podcast that we both uh, worship and um, adore. Yeah, Chat 10 Looks <laughs> 3, yeah. This conversation on uh, Chat 10 Looks 3, yeah, has a, as a fairy wren as kind of an unofficial mascot and then that Brisbane writer um Trent oh, Dalton yes thank you voice um, swallows yes, universe his, yeah um yeah uh blue wren was kind of central to that plot and that was all set in Queensland as well so mm. I don't know if um so, yeah we need someone to tell us if there is a blue wren in the bluey verse out there to be spotted Maybe there's um, blue wrens featuring more prominently in S2 Part 2. Um, Ooh, let's all hope. <laughs> yeah, because we're hopeful, very hopeful that we may see some more new bluey apps this year. But, you oh, know. Yeah, I think that's a that's a walk-up start for me. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I just can't even – I would not be able to pick myself up and dust myself off if that doesn't happen, like put it that way. <laughs> but, um, cause when, uh, season two, um, part one dropped, we only got probably two weeks notice it was coming, maybe three. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope, hopefully that next round of announcement is coming soon. <laughs> anyway, we, we digress. <laughs> Mum, we need a piggyback. I can't walk any more steps. Oh, bingo. Can you please run this back to that mummy? Okay. So bingo, um, is they're trying everything to try and get her down to the river. Um, one of my favourite moments, I think, when they are doing all these uh, different games of distraction, Mare, is when um, they sort of 
end up chasing the kids around the barbecue and Bandit climbs over the barbecue and sort of leaps on um, Bluey like a dinosaur. Um, (laughs) And uh, to me that was a pure Jurassic Park velociraptor on the top of the table with um, kids cowering below moment. Was that, did that spark any memories for you? Definitely, yeah, I I was feeling that too. Um, yeah, I don't know what made him look so velociraptory, uh, <laughs> but it was definitely there. <laughs> yeah. But I love that bit then when they start just hugging and kissing the kids because, I mean, I love my kids every day, but I especially love them on holiday when I don't have to worry oh. about so much about dishes and housework and all that sort of stuff. You can be more in the moment and yeah, I've definitely had those moments walking along where you just like, you just can give them that extra layer of love. And I love seeing like Chili giving Bingo the multiple kisses and Bandit catching Bluey and her little screams and shrieks. It's so nice. <laughs> The holiday vibes are just so strong with this one. Um, also, the fact that um, Bandit and Chili are so um, so happy to have more exercise in their life. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, if this was after you know a hard day of work, the uh, the perky like, oh, this is good exercise would probably not sound quite so perky coming from me. I feel, <laughs> um, but yeah, on holidays, you know, you can almost justify it. <laughs> And then, you know, wash it down with some, I don't know, fish and chips on the beach or something later. Yeah. Well, if the fish and chip shop is open, like how disappointed on a scale of one to ten were you that that ice cream shop was closed? Devastated. Oh, it's closed. Aww. If it helps, I wouldn't have bought you one anyway. There seemed like there was some great uh, Australian ice cream sort of shapes, I guess, um, on the on the signs. Like I'm pretty sure there was a bubble, yeah, a bit of a bubble bill, perhaps, um, yeah, and some other sort of familiar cone shapes. Yeah, just the attention to detail. Just wouldn't you love to just go and be the location scout with the Ludo team and just see what they're noticing and yeah. I guess taking photos of sketching. I don't know how they do it, but um, big pelicans are probably pretty hard to miss. But thinking, okay, <laughs> what are the ice creams on the ice cream chart outside the closed ice cream shop? That's a uh, pretty next level. Can I just have a teensy little piggyback? Nah, you'll miss out on too much fun stuff down on the ground. Oh, like what fun stuff? Dad, I'll race you to that bubble up. Okay, bingo. Can you say ready, set, go? Yeah. Ready. And they do um, get down to the river in the end, so um, they seem to lose the scooters at different stages, and um, it's it's all getting a bit a lot of scooter carrying going on, um, as there may be in your future as well, Kate. But yeah, um, and you know, at least scooters are well designed to carry. I've I've done a lot of carrying like balance bikes in my time, and not looking forward to the day that I have to carry an actual bike like once there's a chain and grease involved like you Uh, don't want that over your shoulders like a scooter is almost perfectly designed in that triangle shape to just sit over your shoulders and almost look cool I feel so yeah you're not a regular mom you're a cool scooter mom (laughs) carrying mom 
Speaking of uh, things that you can notice along the way, both a tennis ball and a long dog in the first like minute, minute and a half of yep. this uh, grand tour. Very exciting. And there's also um, one of the Ludo um, uh, animation heads, Costa. Um, oh. He has his um, dog character, um, if you like, sitting under the tree at one stage with his sketchbook out. So, really? Yeah, oh, cool. yeah. So a high cost. And we all, I get excited every time I see it. Yeah. He looks slightly emo and very cool. <laughs> um, yeah. And he's sitting under a tree and just sort of watching um, the healers go by. You know, we were talking about the location scouts. I can imagine that that's kind of what they do. They just go to an amazing location and do some sketching or they take some photos as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, pretty cool. Um, r- the final push to the end, to the river, um, involves a bit of storytelling, I guess, on the family's behalf. They go into um, the, like, the, the gingerbread man um, plot mm. with being the gingerbread man and um, Chili's the little old woman and Bluey's the little old man um, and then Bandit, of course, uh, we know he's proven his uh, acting chops as the cheeky, sneaky fox. <laughs> um, trying to think of another time that fairy tales have come into Bluey because it's so common in kids' programs. Um, you know, there wouldn't. There'd barely be a kids' program that hasn't had the Goldilocks ripoff. For I'm sure Pepper's done a million. Like I think they did Sleeping Beauty when Mum kind of fell into the the blueberry or the blackberry bush. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I can't think of another Bluey episode that's riffed on fairy tales. Uh, well, not Hans Christian Andersen ones, I guess, but I guess you could argue in a weird way Bumpy and the Wise Old Wolfhound was based on that Indian oh, that's true. Folk, folk story about um, yep. uh, the the mustard seeds and mm. get me mustard seeds or something from a family who have never experienced death. So Yeah, that's a it, good point actually. Yeah, you can go back and listen to our episode on um, Bumpy and the Wise Old Wolfhound if you want to hear more on that story. But, um, yeah, there there is some sort of, I guess, folk story-ish links. Um, well, King Kong isn't really a fairy tale. but <laughs> True. Well, give zoo. Yeah. Adventure? Yeah, that's, that's not true. really yeah. a fairy tale. That's kind of no, a matcha. super like fairy tale overtones in adventure. But um, yeah, I feel like this is the first kind of going back to the old um, kids stories to help the plot along. You know, it's mm. it's it's not really a a full rip, but um, but it definitely makes it work beautifully here. And then of course it's like a twisted fairy tale because. Bingo isn't falling for it. She's not going to get on the uh, cheeky fox's back and uh, get the piggy back home because she knows how the story ends, which I just love. You did it, little gingerbread man. You made it all the way to the riverbank. Well done. Now pop on. I'll give you a piggy back home. Your legs must be so tired. No, you just tried to eat me. Huh? Run, run, slash the cat. Looks like it. So yeah, that that's the end of Bingo's story. She defeats in small parcels her um her horror walk that she just can't possibly do. Um 
I was thinking, like, I was thinking, you know, that line, you know, the best way to eat an elephant. Oh, yes. Bite at a time. And I feel like that is very much this episode. Just, yeah, if they can just get her the next few metres, then they've got the whole thing knocked over and that's how it plays. Um, And then by the time she gets to the end, she just turns around and keeps running. So it's that classic observation of Chili's, like, you know, um, while she's having fun, she doesn't seem to be tired, I guess. And, I mean, how many toddlers have we all known or know um, there where, you know, they're having fun, everything's great, they're, they're having a ball, and the second you say to them something like, oh, okay, it's time to pack up now or it's time to go to bed. They're just like, oh, you know, <laughs> the sook face comes no, out. That's familiar at all. Um, no, but- no. <laughs> um, um, yeah, definitely yeah, um, fun levels seem there, there's a direct correlation between fun levels and, um, yeah, willingness to participate uh, versus, yeah, energy and endurance, I guess. <laughs> yeah. As soon as that fun level drops, no, nah, I'm out of here. I, w- I want cuddles. I want, yeah, all the rest of it. Who uh, so. can't relate, to be honest? <laughs> <laughs> more just, yeah, more fun for everyone, please. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, a lady who knows how to have fun, how good is the final uh, gag in this episode when um, Bandit observes that, he was going to give Bingo the piggyback and (laughs) Chili's just, well, if there's one going. Ride him, cowboy. (laughs) Yeah, straight up there. But what about the scooters? um, They seem to be making it work, but, yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) That's a lot of holding onto a lot of things. It it just seems like a juggle, doesn't it? So, um. I reckon they lasted about ten steps with that, and then <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Chili was dragging her feet all the way home. <laughs> but yeah, such a cute episode, and very sweet. Yes, um, you said at the start, yeah, achievable games. Um, I've seen so many photos of Bluey fans taking themselves um, along to Noosa and doing the scoot along the river off the back of this episode. So, um, one for the bucket list. Once again, we are in the wrong state. Um, <laughs> Curses. Yeah, I know. Damn. Um, yes, it's been uh, just over a year since our beautiful Queensland trip last year ended, Mayor, and I'm really missing that warmer weather, I can tell you. I mean, Melbourne has its perks, but um, for all the wattle and um, beautiful things that are around with the magnolias starting to come out, it's just freezing cold so yeah <laughs> bitter but so now cold. you can just scoot them up so uh That's you'll be true. fine i've got my scooter <laughs> so i don't have to warm up hopefully i can get will on the bike on this his scoot soon and yeah we'll all be a lot warmer and happier for it <laughs> come on bingo not part of the river now um i think we got there. I have a quick mailbag um, a bit on theme. Lovely Ruby in Adelaide um, checked in. She and her partner watch, don't have kids, but um, watch Bluey. And for the best reason, um, she's an RN and has been obviously these um, past few months just working like crazy. Um, oh, my God, but, yeah. Yeah, it says um, she's been listening on her commute 
too got to be done and um, it has made things a lot better. Obviously, watching Bluey and just uh, de-stressing after a shift is also very important. Um, Loved Ruby's take that, yes, as a frontline worker, she can um, agree with uh, Mick from Bluey Locations. The hospital is very accurate. And yeah, look, her, she, Ruby said her advice for everyone getting through uh, the current tough times is just keep calm and watch Bluey. And yeah, I'm prepared to take that excellent piece of medical advice. Thanks, Ruby. Yeah, it sounds like the perfect prescription for these um, weird and strange um, times that we're in. And well done, Ruby. I'm glad that we can be of a tiny bit of a nice part of your day because, yeah, we take our hats off to all our essential worker friends and colleagues. So Hang in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, Mayor, I had a, a quick music note on this. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, um, and that is it uses the same music theme as Sticky Gecko. Um, oh, when they're it? going, yeah. So um, when I guess the main difference is that in Sticky Gecko, that same um, reel, if you like, that they have going with the fiddle and um, everything is quite jaunty. Um, uh-huh. In Sticky Gecko, it gets faster and faster as the scene becomes more and more chaotic. This is which is right. Yep. Yeah, and this is just more consistent, I think, throughout. So it's more just a repeated, nice um, loop rather than rather than getting just dramatically faster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Praise be for holidays. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I I did see someone say, "Was anyone getting Mister Clickety Cane vibes?" Do you know oh. that song? Yes, and we sing it quite often. All things yeah, Zoom I've- happening in our house at the moment, and yeah, we're doing weekly music sessions with my parents on Skype and Mr. Clickety Kane is getting a run. Yeah, like gosh, that's a I couldn't I could kind of hear a few notes going in the same direction, but um yeah, flashbacks. Um we listen to it a fair bit at home as well, but um, yeah, that is just so part of the uh, Peter Coombe canon for me. I don't know if it was his <laughs> original or um, hmm. it's just one of those songs. Wasn't it that's Toffee out there. Apple? Toffee Apple. Yeah, Wasn't so that Toffee a big Apple hit? Was, yeah, one of his big hits. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely remember that being one of his ones as well. So yeah, um, yeah flashbacks. Yeah, um, one of the great children's entertaining acts from, what would you say, Mayor, mid-80s to yeah, early 90s? Like pre, pre-Wiggles. Yeah. I often wonder about all those entertainers who kind of owned the children's charts pre-Wiggles and then like Peter Coombe now plays pubs um, for the the children of yesteryear to come <laughs> and rock out to his uh, Toffee Apple and other anthems. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. I wonder like if you'd, you know, if you'd been the band that had the kids market cornered pre-Wiggles, you'd just be going like, where's my billions, damn it? <laughs> just like everyone who ever wrote about a wizard would now be like, oh, what went wrong? Yeah, like, you know, it's this, the whole skivvy thing. Why didn't I think of wearing a brightly coloured yeah, skivvy? It was and- probably key, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was partly key to the success and the catchy tunes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, why didn't I become a billion-dollar franchise? Um, very tangential, but speaking of billion-dollar franchises, um, 
<clears throat> baby shark is something that's been, uh, you know, yes. <laughs> probably there are many parents who, like me, it's just like the permanent kind of back of brain soundtrack in their head ever since it dropped in daycare centres a few years ago. Oh. Um There is an amazing podcast I would really recommend called Dakota Ring that comes out of, I think Slate does it in the US, and they've done an episode tracing the origins of Baby Shark, and it is mind-blowing. So, Really? You know, obviously, if you're listening to Gotta Be Done, you don't mind deep diving on a bit of kid culture. Um, Yeah, check out Dakota Ring and the Baby Shark episode. It's amazing. So Dakota like the place? Uh, decode, no, decode a ring like um, it's a like decode a uh, yeah, ring. Yeah. I'm yeah, to yeah, think yeah. of what that is. You know how the, the Dan Brown book, The Da Vinci Code, was obsessed with those things that kind of turned? Oh, yeah. And you have to like line them up the right way and it cracked the code. Yeah, I think that's what a decoder ring is. So, yeah, this podcast is all about cracking the code of weird um, pop culture kind of moments uh they have an amazing episode on rebecca black's friday as well to get down on friday but well they've got some interesting things like they've got unicorn poop how did poop get cute um (laughs) it's a good question i haven't heard that one uh they've got one on karen's explaining what the karen is Uh, Um, that one i just don't want to know yeah i don't think i do too bart simpson mania Oh, yeah, that was an excellent episode. Yeah. Lots of crossovers um, with the kind of stuff that, yeah, Bluey Bluey touches on. So if you're looking for other podcasts to fill your commute in between Gotta Be Done, get on it. All right. I'm going to listen to Baby Shark. That's my homework. So. (laughs) Might be stuck in your head for another five years afterwards. Just a, you know, public service announcement. Oh, um, speaking of public service announcements, if you want to um, get more got to be done in your day, and let's face it, who doesn't, um, you can find us on all the social media channels that you like. Please do. Um, we are on Instagram at BlueyPod, on Twitter at Bluey Podcast, Facebook, it's got to be done, the Bluey Podcast, and you can just email us, it's BlueyPod at gmail.com. You know where to find us already on wherever you get your uh, podcasts. If that happens to be uh, iTunes, please jump on and rate and review us as well. We will love you for it. And, you know, it's been a while since we've had a particularly lovely review, so uh, the next one could be you. Thank you. <laughs> We're coming up to 200,000 downloads actually, Mary, which is very exciting. Yeah, it's um I feel like the so it's just been these past few weeks that um the new seasons dropped in America. So mm. hi to American listeners who I know a lot of them held off listening and are now catching up and the way they're getting the new episodes in America is three a week all on a Friday. Oh, so that's, that's no yeah, good. Like I don't know if that's good or bad. Like I would struggle with that to be honest, I think. Um yeah, no. Yeah, it's it's just such a tease. Like one a day was very, very nice and reliable, I felt, uh, when we got season two and I hope it continues that way um on ABC in Australia. Um but yeah, the so I think yeah, probably today the um US bluey viewers will be getting their like seventh, eighth, ninth episodes, and I think we've got uh, 
episodes on all of them. So uh, we've got recaps of all of them. So enjoy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fingers crossed everyone's getting their bluey fix because, yeah, it must be exciting. Like I'm, I'm in a weird way slightly jealous of the people who get to watch these episodes for the first time. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what's weird. The US is getting sleepy time just, you know, randomly mid-season. So they yeah. – this is not going to be ready for it. It's going to like, yeah, just oh. knock them out of their seats and then they'll be like, well, what am I meant to do now? And you're like, oh, you can watch more episodes. And like, well – yeah, well, like, how do you watch more new episodes after sleepy time? I, it's, uh, it's a tough act to follow, I'll tell you. And mm. um, we are rapidly approaching the time where we're going to have to pull on our <laughs> oh my sleepy gosh. time pajamas and and talk about this uh, gargantuan amazing episode. So yeah, I hope you're ready for it, Mayor. Uh, not in the slightest. So yeah, <laughs> no, we'll do something else next week. <laughs> uh, until next week, Mayor. Uh, thank you so much, Kate. Talk to everyone soon. Uh, gotta be done. Gotta Bye. be done. See ya. Finish line. 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 Finish